With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, coming to you again from the National, from the National Religious, what is, what is NRB again? National Religious Broadcasters, yeah. I have too many acronyms in my name, in my name, in my, my brain. The, so the, uh, the background noise that you will be hearing today and tomorrow is human beings interacting with one another without electronic devices. You have to understand how remarkable this is. <laughs> People speaking to one another without the use of a phone. I'm, I'm marveling at it, enjoying smiling at each other, not worried about whether the connection will go down. <laughs> anyway, it's Orlando, Florida, and hello, everybody. I have the usual, the the usual dilemma of what to begin with, the, and the dilemma is twofold. One is the obvious, gee, what what should I open up the show with? And the other is, is there a single item I could bring to you that is not dark? <laughs> I am very open about what goes on in my mind, as you probably know, if you've listened for more than a week of my 40 years of broadcasting because I, I, I'm really not good at faking anything so I let you know what I'm thinking. The news is uh, not relentlessly but it is continuously dark and uh, nevertheless I'll give you an example of, of a non-dark story that I just picked up uh, in the Wall Street Journal the leading candidate for mayor of Philadelphia uh, says that the police need to do their job. She's a black woman, Democrat, and she's in the lead. The only group of Democrats to oppose her are rich white liberals in the suburbs. Okay, so I, I'm censoring myself, my friends. You have to understand the, the amount of expletives that are entering my brain now. I'm glad that I don't tend to, to the view that thoughts are sins. <laughs> because if they are, I'm doomed. <laughs> uh, rich white liberals. What a low-life group, I have to say. <laughs> uh, it, they seriously they are for the most left-wing candidates for mayor of Philadelphia 
overwhelmingly blacks support the woman who is unapologetically pro-police. Unapologetically. She, in fact, wants stop and frisk to be reinstated in Philadelphia. She's the leading candidate for mayor of Philadelphia, a black woman supported by well over half the blacks, but the white liberals don't like it because they're not affected by crime. If there is a more narcissistic group of morons than white, upper-class liberals, I don't know who they are. And I mean that literally, they are morons. Not every one, not every single one, but there's no such thing, by the way. If, if, if any generalization means every single one, then you cannot make any generalization. Okay? If you say, you know what, you have to be somewhat tall to play in the NBA, well, that's not true. There's a, there's a guy who's 5'9". But, but the generalization is accurate. Of course there are wonderful, fine, white, rich liberals. They're rare. Because they're not affected by the despicable policies that they advocate. They're not being mugged, shot, and stabbed. They go home to a very sophisticated alarm system. They're the ones supporting the progressive Soros-appointed candidates. I'm allowed to attack Soros. I'm a Jew. Yeah, it's really amazing when I hear from uh, uh, so-called groups that defend Jews, who, uh, like the ADL, which I believe the ADL Anti-Defamation League, I really believe creates more anti-Semitism than it actually prevents. I'm totally happy to go on. I'm not happy. I'm prepared to go on record saying that. It is actually a bad thing for the Jewish people, the Anti-Defamation League. If it closed down tomorrow, Jews in America would benefit. Does it do any good? What group doesn't do any good? It's a stupid question. Does it do any good? What doesn't do good? All right. So that's, that's a fascinating story out of Philadelphia that the leading candidate, because, by the way, it's, it's a one-party uh, city. Uh, it, it, Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, these are one-party cities in no way different than the Soviet Union was a one-party state. There is no difference. It's like, who ran against the communists in the Soviet Union? <laughs> Time's up. The answer is nobody. Who runs against Democrats in those cities? Eh, eh, nobody. Soros is, uh, is the guy behind these, these prosecutors who, don't, who prosecute January 6th trespassers, but doesn't prosecute people who stab human beings. Or don't, pro- don't prosecute them. Just as the ADL does no good for the Jews, the NAACP does no good for the blacks. All of these identity groups stink. I can't think of a good one. And they, they, they thrive on telling their community you're hated. That, that's, that's how they get funded. Right? If the NAACP announced the truth, you know what? It's a blessing to be a black person in the United States. They'd go out of business. Because then people would say, gee, what do we need the NAACP for? 
If the ADL said, you know what, it's a total blessing to be a Jew in the United States, there are some anti-Semites, but the fact is, it's a, it's a blessing to be a Jew in America, they'd go out of business. How do they fundraise? Oh, it's the worst amount of hate crimes against Jews in the history of the United States. That's how they make, that's how they get. So the NAACP's latest, latest lie, and really, I mean, it's a gigantic lie, is that blacks are not safe in Florida. See, they are safe in Philadelphia, just for the record. They're really safe there. There's no place safer for a black than Philadelphia or Chicago or New York. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Florida. It's unbelievable. The Wall Street Journal, which is not known as a bomb-throwing journal, has a very powerful editorial about the NAACP. It's titled, The NAACP... National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, that's what it stands for, expels Florida from the union. The group's travel advisory distorts the state's record to take a shot at Ron DeSantis. No, it doesn't distort the state's record. The NAACP lies because truth is not a left-wing value. When you know that, you know... When you know that and the fact that anything the left touches it destroys then you understand modern life. Truth is not a left-wing value. The NAACP, is, it's pure lie. Pure lie, what they have accused DeSantis and the Republicans in Florida about. But the, uh, but the NAACP is an arm of the Democratic Party. That is all it is. It's the National Association for the Advancement of Democrats who happen to be white or black. The NAACP has a lot more in common with a white Democrat than a black Republican. In fact, it has nothing in common with a black Republican, just as the ADL has nothing in common uh, with a Jewish Republican. That's just the way it works. That's the way it works. The NAACP is now an organization that's focused on the advancement of calumny politics. On Saturday, the national group issued a travel advisory. Was ever one issued before? By the way, I am in Florida. It is amazing the number of black people I see who, who seem not to have gotten the advisory. <laughs> I, can't, I can't understand it. I, I want to walk over to every black I see, which is like half the people I see, <laughs> and say, why are you here? You're staying now in Florida. Do you know how dangerous it is for you, sir? Ma'am, did you not get the advisory from the NAACP? To which most of them would say, what is the NAACP? Are they in charge of college sports? No, 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 that's NCAA. Oh, 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 the NCAA is against Florida? We'll be back. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me. I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition, I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. 
She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here in Orlando, Florida. There's a massive exodus of blacks from the state as a result of the NAACP warning that it is dangerous to be a black in Florida. If you go to the airport, you will see miles of black Americans lined up to leave. (laughs) I'm reading to you the editorial about the despicable NAACP. It's just another left-wing organization uses blacks like the National Organization for Women uses women, like the ADL uses Jews. Uh, Every left-wing group just uses the group. It started with the Communist Party and the Soviet Union, what became the Soviet Union. It used workers, the proletariat, to gain power. The the Communist Party cared about workers uh, like I care uh, about the... I can't. What is it? I care nothing about. I have to think. That that women's shoes. Like I care about women's shoes. Okay, I came up with something I don't care at all about. I, I'm 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 sorry, uh, women. Somebody heard me say that the other day, and they said, "Wait a minute. You're telling me if your wife was really dressed up for some nice occasion, you wouldn't notice if she had shoes that didn't match her outfit." And I, 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 oh, it was Julie. That's right. Julie on the Dennis and Julie podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, if you've missed the Dennis and Julie podcast, you, you miss something really special every week. So I, I sheepishly answered, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't notice. I feel bad. What, she said, what if she were barefoot? That's an interesting thing. An elegant gown and barefoot, would I notice? I, I, I suspect so. But I'm not sure. <laughs> if on the way to the car she stepped on a rock <laughs> and blurted out, ouch, then I it might have. <laughs> Anyway, I, uh, they don't care about these groups. The Communist Party didn't care about workers. No left-wing group cares about the people they speak on their behalf. The feminist, I wrote this so many years ago, at least 25 years ago, feminist groups hate men, they don't love women. That's the way it works. The NAACP hates whites, it doesn't love blacks. That's the way, it's the way they all work. And uh, this is, this is classic proof. The fact that black kids do better in Florida than in uh, most Democratic-run cities and states in education doesn't mean a damn thing to the NAACP. They don't care if black kids succeed in school. It is of no interest to the NAACP. Crapping on Republicans is all that matters to the NAACP. It's a wing of the left wing of the Democratic Party. This is proof. By the way, they may have actually shot themselves in the foot because I don't think there were seven blacks that will actually live by this recommendation. When you tell people in whose name you speak to do something and none of them do it, you lose credibility. 
How many blacks are going to say, you know, I was planning a trip to Florida, but now that the NAACP said it's dangerous for a black to be there, I'm not going. Can you imagine anybody saying that? <laughs> the NAACP said the advisory. Oh, yeah, here, here is with the official one. Ready? Non-white visitors must be aware of the open hostility toward African Americans and people of color. Why do I think there's more hostility to African Americans in Chicago? Okay, because I'll tell you why. I have an answer. That was not a rhetorical question. Because they're more likely to be shot to death in Chicago. Which is dangerous. Being shot to death is a form of danger. I think we can all agree on that. The NAACP said the advisory was a response to the policies of Governor Ron DeSantis, specifically, quote, his aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. Erase black history? That is a lie. That's not a distortion. It's not a calumny. It is a lie. It is a 100% lie. I just want you to know, Florida public schools are required by law to teach students, quote, about the enslavement experience, abolition, the civil rights movement, and the history and contributions of Americans of the African diaspora, unquote. That is from the State Education Department of Florida. The NAACP told a pure lie, but it doesn't matter. Who's going to say they lied? The New York Times? Do you understand? Who's going to say they lied? The Wall Street Journal will. And not even the Wall Street Journal news pages, only the, the Wall Street Journal editorial pages. There was two separate papers. By the way, Governor DeSantis signed a bill to add to the curriculum the 1920 Okoe Massacre, which I admit I did not know of, which is obviously horrible, in which black Floridians were killed by a mob. He added that. Now, as uh, notice, by the way, the giveaway that the NAACP is just another left-wing uh, uh, group uh, is that they attack him for erasure of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Yeah. That's, that's a giveaway. Recently, Florida rejected the College Board's new AP class advanced placement class in African-American studies, but it was full of non-historical topics. Are you ready? This is what is called erasing black history by the NAACP. They will no longer have in Florida, in the AP class in African-American studies, black queer studies. It's hard to imagine how any black kid any white kid, because this is for anybody, can graduate a Florida high school without mastering black queer studies. In fact, the term I even used is objectionable, mastering. You know, realtors can no longer speak of master bedrooms. I hope you all know that. I'm not joking. You see, people don't know if you joke anymore. I could say anything. And you won't know if it's a joke or it's a left-wing position. Back in a moment. Hey, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Orlando. 
at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. It is, I think, the, the biggest convention of Christian media or religious media in the United States, probably, therefore, in the world. And I, I have to say, I was telling someone I adore, I'm going to introduce in a moment Pastor Jack Hibbs, it, one of the guys from Salem who was walking along with me in the corridor was moved it was it takes me about 15 minutes to get to the lobby because the, the the love that i receive here and i and i feel likewise is very powerful a very powerful thing in my life pastor jack hibbs is the pastor of one of the biggest churches in the country calvary chapel in chino hills california i've had the honor of speaking there a number of times and he's launching a new social media platform here at NRB, which we need. It's called the Real Life Network. Pastor Jack, hi. You don't even have to say hi. Uh, you know, hi, you know, it means nothing. Uh, but I didn't say, how are you? I, I didn't fall into that trap. Is his, is his uh, mic on, by the way? Because I'm, I'm not hearing him in my earphones. Are we good? Are we good? No, 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 I don't think we are. No? Uh, Robert, is he on? I don't think his mic is on. Live radio. Yeah, th- this is uh, one of our uh, t- technical challenges here. Okay, yeah, well, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's a problem. I'm on, but uh, okay, no, that's nothing. That's why Moses uh, and There Jesus we go, that helps. All right, my friend. Okay, why did you name it Real Life Network? Yeah, first of all, our radio program started out many, many years ago called Real Life Radio. And so the Real Life Network was just a natural transition. However, uh, you know me, you know us, Dennis, that our church services are all about being practical. I'm a very, very uh, dedicated type of pastor teacher that I believe that from the scriptures, Old and New Testament alike, to equip the people to live their life Monday through Friday, right? And so um, real life, authenticity is what the world needs. And so I'm 100% committed to that. If we cannot do that, I have uh, other skills that I can do. I can go back to the world in which I worked in. But I believe that the message we have and uh, the meaning of it uh, transforms lives. So I, I want to make sure I hear you accurately. And I'm not engaging in wishful thinking. <laughs> and I, I'm very, being very sincere with you. It sounds so good that I, I want to make sure I, I get it right. Do I infer a, 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 shall we say, a critique, a loving critique, obviously, as mine would be, that too many religious people don't seem to be involved in real life? Is that fair to say? You just blew the cover off of exactly what our motive is uh-huh. is exactly right listen right. people can go to church all their lives right and uh, maybe even be able to um, cite scripture or whatever and have none of it operational within them real life we believe that god is the god of life that's why we're pro-life that's why we are you shall choose life i present to you choose, life and death choose, choose life. life in fact god's pleading with them don't be dumb choose yes, life. yes choose the door on the right And so we believe that if we do that, it's going to affect people's lives. And when ministries don't do that, then what are we doing? Charles Spurgeon, a a profound uh, Bible teacher in the uh, 1860s, said that he feared that our sermons had gotten so weak that we were producing um, 
we preached sermonettes to create Christianettes. And uh, they really? Were, he said that he then? Said that. that is awesome. And so that's exactly what we are doing everything possible oh to not do. We God. don't want Christianettes. We want, we want de- devout, devoted lovers of God. And for that matter, Dennis, look, it's just you and I here right now. Uh, the Bible makes it very clear that our love for God should cause the Jew to be provoked because me, a Gentile, loves the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That means we honor the scriptures. And if a church is not doing that, I think a church is failing. Very, very much so. So, yeah, we need to, we need to experience well, real you, life. Well, you live the, uh, you walk the walk. You live what you talk because yep. during the time when the vast majority of synagogues, and I emphasize both synagogues and churches, yeah. closed down in obedience, not just to secular authority, (laughs) to irrational secular authority, you didn't. Yeah, exactly right. Because when you look at it, think about the about. All right, hold on. All right, stay there because this is the nature. Yeah, I I want to stay excited. Natural disasters, airline cancellations and runway near misses, supply chain issues, inflation, rising interest rates, and sky-high government debt. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's a lot in the news about what consumers cannot control, so let's talk about what you can control. You can control how you choose to invest and protect your wealth. That's why I choose to do business with Nick Grovich and his company, AmFed Coin and Bullion. Now is a great time to own tangible assets like gold, silver, and platinum. With over 41 years experience and tens of thousands of satisfied clients, Nick will help you make informed decisions and show you smart choices, which have been proven winners time and time again. AmFed Coin and Bullion will sell you the right types of precious metals to get the maximum value for your money. Take control of your investments like I did. Call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion at 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. That, that's, uh, you may have heard me just speaking now to Pastor Jack Hibbs. He asked me, you're not moving to Florida, are you? Because we both live in California. See, I don't hide anything from my listeners. You, If you heard me speak, I have to explain to you what happened. Yes. He then asked me if I'm rooting for uh, Florida in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then he now whispered to me, what's the Stanley Club playoffs? <laughs> No, no, that was a joke. That was a joke, okay? The man starting the Real Life Network knows what the Stanley Cup is. Just for the record. He doesn't think it's a holy cup filled with, with special wine. All right. Jack Hibbs, uh, whom I know and adore for, uh, for decades, is the pastor of one of the uh, biggest uh, churches in the country, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, California. He's launching a new social media plat- uh, platform, how do I want to get back to the fact that you stayed open yeah. uh, during during the? Uh, yeah. In fact, I came to your church and spoke. Yes, you did. Yes, I'll never forget during the height of the lockdown or the nadir of the lockdown, more right. properly. How do, how will people access Real Life Network, and when is it starting? It launches on uh, Pentecost Sunday. That's May twenty eighth. Uh, at reallifenetwork.com. they can even go right there right now, and they can sign up and get. Uh, it, it, listen, they they subscribe, which is free, and the broadcasters on it are free. Go figure that. And so um, they can just simply do that, and, and it's going to be on. They can be on their device. It can be on their uh, smart TV. 
It can be uh, everywhere Netflix is, everywhere Hulu is. It's just going to be right there, Real Life Network, and we're excited. And is it 24-7? 24-7, That's amazing. Yeah. Vi- video 24-7? Video 24-7. We've got some segments that are radio, but we're, tr- we're working on that because some of the messages, by the way, are from guys like Jay Vernon McGee, some old-timers who they were not captured on video, but what they have to say is powerful. But 99% of it is huh. video, wow. a lot of kids programming and so much more. So if you had me, would it be audio or video? Video. Whoa, see, video, like, like this <laughs> is going That was a joke. On. It was a joke to see whether I qualified for looking good enough for his video. <laughs> uh, that was it. That was my, it was the only, it was no ulterior motive. There was not even a religious question. Okay. <laughs> now, now you were, uh, I was mentioning how you, you stood up against secular authority, uh, which a few churches and synagogues did, and and it turns out not only were you right morally, well, you were right medically and now morally. So go ahead, wow. tell people what you told me right off the right bef- yep. before you came back. Well, on. I've never had a question set up that way so perfectly to answer this way. All we simply did was obey the Bible. Uh, the Word of God is powerful. Uh, Newsom tried to get the church. First of all, he wouldn't even categorize the church. In California, you well know, we're neighbors, is the fact that uh, are you essential or non-essential? And if you were essential, you were a strip club, a, a, dr- a drug dispensary, pot shop, something. Uh, so then we reached out to his office and said, you didn't say anything about the church. Is the church essential or non-essential? No answer. We asked him twice. No answer. So I sent him a video and I announced to him that we're going to be opening up because historically the church is the place where people went to experience uh, shelter and love and provision. We got thumbs up from our county. We got thumbs up from our mayor's office. And to be honest with you, Newsom completely left us alone. Uh, The fact of the matter is that, Dennis, I believe that if churches and synagogues would have stayed open, it would have sent a message of hope to the people in California, if not the nation. I think now with what we're learning from the findings of some of this latest investigation, They're saying to us that suicide took more lives than COVID itself. They're now saying that when it's all been reduced, they're looking at 6% of the COVID deaths were actually COVID that took the life of the individual. Other things were comorbidity type events, but suicide is still being measured at what might be the biggest life taker. And I think churches and synagogues would have powerfully mitigated that. And just to give an example, during COVID, we baptized over 3,000 people at our church who had made a commitment to Christ uh, because they were looking for hope. And the Word of God, either in a synagogue or at a church, the church or synagogue must teach the Bible. The Bible is the answer. And I'm a big fan of the Old Testament. I know you are as well. Because without the, New, without the Old Testament, I would never know if my New Testament's true. And so uh, God has given us his word, and it's bigger than COVID. And by the way, it's bigger than the next event that's coming. This is another argument in, in my many, many that I make about where you will find wisdom in the secular world or the religious world. I can't think of a secular institution that remained open. Too few religious institutions did but the ones that did were religious. Does anybody know of a secular institution that remained over? Do you know what the, do you know what the, it's so, it's so telling. You know the first college in America to shut down 
Harvard. The most elite of our college. I'll never forget it. I remember when it happened, and I announced it on the air, and I said, not surprising, the most prestigious and elite college in the country is the most paranoid, is the, is the weakest, is the most cowardly, is the least science-based of all our universities in the country. And it turned out to be accurate. That breaks my heart because King David said, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I don't know if people realize that John Harvard started Harvard oh, College oh, as a seminary to, to teach pastors on That's how to right. preach the Bible. That was true for all the so-called yeah. Ivy League colleges. How about this? This you'll love. I'll bet you don't know this. You couldn't get a B.A. at Harvard till 1800 if you didn't know Hebrew. That's right. I knew that. You did? I did know that. Now I feel bad. No, John Adams. Ladies and gentlemen, it is very hard to inform Jack Hibbs about anything. It just is. It's like telling Google you're wrong. (laughs) So go on. You were making the point. No, John Adams, Sam Adams, uh, Jonathan Witherspoon. Yes, who knew Hebrew. They all had Hebrew. They knew Greek and Hebrew, and they all spoke Hebrew. All right, again, I I beg people to go to Real Life Network. Where do they go? Real Life Network dot... Dot com. Dot com. That's it. Okay. You're, uh, you're doing God's work, and I don't, I don't use that, uh, I love you, that term. Either. It's mutual. Thank you. Jack Hibbs, Calvary Baptist... Excuse me. Calvary Chapel in uh, Chino Hills, California. We will be back. Dennis Prager Show. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Hour number two, the din in the background, which will be constant, is of human beings interacting with one another without the use of electronic components. A remarkably beautiful thing to see. People speaking to each other, looking at each other's eyes and faces, not masked. I didn't see any masked people here. That alone is a joy. At the airport, you know what I do on airplanes? Because uh, I sit, uh, I admit, in the front section. At six foot four and after a half century of flying, I think I'm allowed to sit in first class. That's my view. Anyway, I pay for the ticket, so I have, I have no problem noting that. But in any event, I... Uh, I, I count how many people come on board wearing masks. I keep a count in my mind. And then I do a male-female account as well. Because uh, account, I, I'm very curious about that. 
why people continue to wear masks is clearly psychological. It has nothing to do with health. Nothing. But the older you get, the more you realize how much human behavior is not dictated by reason. Especially among the people who went to college. I would say that the the most irrational people went to graduate school. The second most irrational people went to college. Again, for those of you on the left who monitor my show, I, I know you don't fully understand this, but what I just said does not mean all. It's a generalization. No generalization means all. So I have to repeat that on occasion. Anyway, it is quite, uh, quite nice to see uh, all these people here. This is the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, the largest Christian media uh, network networking time of the year. And here we are in Florida. And it's Florida, which I opened up with last hour, opened up with this uh, story. The NAACP has announced that blacks should not visit Florida because it is hostile to blacks and uh, there is open hostility toward African Americans and people of color. By the way, that is fascinating that the NAACP, whose name is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, calls colored people African Americans. I thought that that term died. By the way, I have been using black all of my life. It's really funny. Uh, I I never wavered. uh, That was what seemed to me to make the most sense. I didn't fall into any of the traps of African-American, African-American, Afro-American, whatever, whatever the, the word that Jesse Jackson came up with at the time. I didn't understand what was wrong with black to begin with. By the way, when you think about it, uh, e- Negro had no uh, negative connotation whatsoever either. But I understand because it could sound like the N-word or whatever other reason that it was dropped. I, I get that. But black is fine. Anyway, be aware of the open hostility toward African Americans and people of color. They lied. The NAACP lied because the NAACP is a left-wing organization and truth is not a left-wing value. They said that uh, the, uh, that the, what is, let's see. Oh, yes. Aggressive attempts by DeSantis and the Republicans in Florida to, quote, erase well, aggressive attempts is part of the quote. Aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. That's correct. Uh, the second part is correct. The first part is a lie. Erase black history. As I noted, and forgive me if you heard it, it's just so important to repeat because you need to remember it. Florida public schools are required by law to teach students about the enslavement experience, abolition, the civil rights movement, and the history and contributions of Americans to the, to, of the, the African diaspora. And as well as students shall develop an understanding of the ramifications of prejudice, racism, and stereotyping on individual freedoms. It's all part of the law in Florida as of now. But the NAACP doesn't care so it lied that there is an aggressive movement to erase black history wow that's just just not true it sounds so nothing 
Lie is the only proper word. The Wall Street Journal editorial board writes, the NAACP statement is absurd. Florida public schools will not teach your children accurate African-American history, which includes a history of enslavement, segregation, racial injustice, and systemic racism. The travel advisory claims the state of Florida does not welcome the contributions of African-Americans and people of color. Then the Wall Street Journal goes on to note, Mr. DeSantis picked Dr. Joseph Ladapo, a Nigerian immigrant. In case you went to college and don't know, Nigeria is in Africa. He is black. As his Surgeon General. He's one of the great Americans, by the way, Joseph Ladapo. I've had him on the show a number of times, and I adore him. Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez is the first Hispanic woman in that job. On national aptitude tests in 2022, black eighth graders in Florida scored 255 in math and 247 in reading on average. That's better than the national figures, and it's better than the NAACP's headquarters of Maryland. And that is the the point that they make about that. The NAACP advisory shows that even in today's polarized environment, it's still possible to lower the bar. What a great line. As bad as it is, the NAACP has sunk beneath it. After all the huffing about political norms in recent years, it will be fascinating to see if anybody on the left calls this claptrap, which is a fun term for lie, out for what it really is. The Wall Street Journal and I and you know no one on the left will call out the NAACP because truth is not a left-wing value. It is a liberal value, and it is a conservative value. It is not a left-wing value. If anybody does call them out, it will be difficult to call that person a leftist. Interesting, there are 1,238 comments on this editorial. That's good. Let's see what the first one is. The most popular comment. How about a travel advisory to discourage travel to Chicago? (laughs) I knew I'd find a winner comment where the chance of getting shot for blacks and Hispanics is twice the rate for whites. Advancement, indeed. That's a good point. Should be a travel advisory, that's right. About visiting visiting Chicago. Next comment, next most popular comment on the Wall Street Journal comments page. Like the ACLU, the NAACP has morphed from doing important work that benefited all of society to being a shill for the Democratic Party. That's exactly correct. Okay. Just, uh, just wanted you to know what, what they are saying. I made an extended commentary on this, offered one in the first hour, so I won't repeat except to say that the NAACP has no interest in advancing blacks. I believe that as sure as I am sitting and speaking into a microphone. They are preoccupied with the Democratic Party power and left-wing ideology. The advancement of blacks has nothing to do with the NAACP. It has as little to do as protecting Jews with the ADL. 
or is protecting women for the National Association for Women. Has any feminist organization protected women against males competing against women in sports? Name me, the, name me a feminist organization that has done that. So one needs to understand all these groups, virtually every one of them, all of these left-wing groups that speak in the name of, of the beleaguered group are just left-wing groups speaking in the name of a beleaguered or allegedly beleaguered group. That's all they are. What did you say there, Sean? Dodgers cave in, by the way. Here's another news story for you. So there is a mockery of Catholicism group, and uh, it is uh, one that... What is their their official name? A group of self-described queer and trans, quote-unquote, nuns. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They have now, the Dodgers have caved in, and they are going to honor them in a couple of weeks at Dodger Stadium. Talk about that when we get back. When it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable, you can't afford to take chances when it comes to your health. Introducing the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, the gold standard solution for your peace of mind. Inside, you'll find eight critical medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, z and more, accompanied by a comprehensive and easy-to-follow guidebook empowering you to take back control of your health. From tick bites to COVID to extreme bioterror events, you're covered at any time. The Wellness Company's chief medical board is made up of none other than Dr. Drew Pinsky, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Risch, and more truth-telling doctors who are committed to building a parallel healthcare system. This medical emergency kit will be your lifeline. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Secure your family's health today with the Wellness Company's medical emergency kit. Here at the National Religious... Why do I keep getting that wrong? National Religious Broadcasters, that's it, yes. Because there's so much more than broadcasting here. That's why I thought it was it was a limiting... Oh, my God. One of the holy... What did you do? Lie in the sun for three weeks? <laughs> my God. Folks, you can identify with another race. I see it be before me. You look, you look truly darker than normal. Anyway, hi, everybody. Hello, hello there. People pop by and say hello to me, which is very sweet. And it's uh, we're in Orlando, Florida. I have two guests next to me. Lori Smith, she is the owner of a web design firm, 203, or two, sorry, 303, as in the area code. Yes. 303 Creative. It's a Colorado, it's in Colorado, obviously. And a Colorado law is requiring her to create gay-themed designs that violate her beliefs about marriage. Next to her is Alliance Defending Freedom lawyer Kelly... No, no, I'm going to get it right. Fedoric. Correct? You got it. You got it. I did. Yeah, no, I I love names. (laughs) Uh, By the way, folks, I'm a big fan of Alliance Defending Freedom. I even support you guys. Yeah, without my donation, I don't know where you'd be. (laughs) 
All right. Anyway, let, let's get the let's get the background from the owner herself. So, Lori Smith, what exactly is happening? Well, I am a graphic and website designer from Colorado, Colorado native, born raised all my life, and I want to design and create custom graphics and messages, one of a kind, unique artwork that celebrates a message of marriage that is consistent with my faith. Unfortunately, the state of Colorado will not allow me to do that and is forcing me to violate my my personal convictions and beliefs or face punishment. So I've taken a stand to protect not only my right to speak freely, but for all of our rights to speak freely. So let me understand, you produce cards, graphics, what exactly? I create custom, unique, one-of-a-kind graphics, so that could be logos, uh, also websites, one-of-a-kind websites. We're talking. And is it all about marriage? No, no, no. We I create uh, for a number of different topics, but I see. Okay. I want to create consistently with my faith and all that I do. Right. So wait, they're telling you you have to have graphics of let's say two men or two women uh, marrying one another. The state of Colorado says that if I create consistently with my beliefs, that I could be punished. So I have taken a stand to say that's not okay. Right, but again, I, I want to understand, how did they even come to you? Did you already say no to somebody? Well, for me, I've looked around at the state of Colorado and how they've treated other people of faith. You may be aware of Jack Phillips and of how course, they treated I had him. Of course, yeah, right. And I was concerned that I could face the same type of punishment. So rather than wait to be punished... I sought out some advice, and I decided to take a stand to protect my right to speak. Oh, so you're challenging the law, although the law has not come down on you yet. Well, the law is currently censoring her. That's correct. But she did decide to proactively uh, challenge this unjust law, and, and doing so is really a hallmark of civil rights litigation. So, okay, that that's Kelly Fedorik, the lawyer from ADF. Let me understand, what does the law say? Well, the law says that essentially what, what Colorado is doing is saying that you have to create messages, create art that celebrate the topics that the government says you have to create. And so for Lori and even for Jack, they don't want to create art that celebrates same-sex weddings. That goes against their, their faith and their beliefs. They want to create consistent with, with their faith. And Colorado is saying if you do that, we're going to punish you. We're going to fine you. We're going to say right. what you can and so you can't say. that law presumably was passed by the state legislature. That's correct. So, uh, so you're bringing this before which court? Well, so we've we challenged this law in federal court, and we've all we've worked our way all the way up to the United States Supreme Court, really? where it's currently right? it's currently pending. We well, had argument in December, well, and did, were you one of the arguers? I was on the legal team, yes, sir. And we are looking forward to a decision. We could get a decision any day now, as early as Thursday, but definitely by the end of June. Oh, I'm v- the Supreme so. Court were you present in, in the Supreme Court during this? Yes. I'm very curious to hear what the questions and what you picked up. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Uh, and you were saying something to me, Sean, and it was. Okay, excellent. So I am speaking with two courageous women. Courage is rare in both sexes, just for the record. There are as many courageous men as there are courageous women, about, about 5% of each sex. We'll be back in a moment. There are 
people, by the way, apropos of what you just heard, there are people who don't believe there are Judeo-Christian values because Judaism and Christianity are different religions. That's the reason people say Judeo-Christian values. They don't say Judeo-Christian beliefs. They don't say Judeo-Christian theology. They say values. So of course they are. If they share a Bible called the Old Testament, there are no two religions on earth that share a Bible. Only Judaism and Christianity, they share the Old Testament. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you think by definition there's such a thing as Judeo-Christian values? This is dedicated to all those Jews and Christians who are uncomfortable with the term. Anyway, watch my video. It is the latest uh, this week at PragerU. Now I'm speaking to two remarkable women. Actually, two remarkable humans who happen to be women. I want to make it clear. <laughs> remarkable is remarkable for either sex. One is Lori Smith. She's the owner of a web design company, 303, named after the area code in, uh, in Denver. A Colorado, uh, Colorado company, obviously. She is challenging a law in Colorado. And I'll, we'll, we'll go back to what that law is specifically. And defending her in the U.S. Supreme Court is the Alliance Defending Freedom. One of those lawyers is here in Orlando, Kelly Federick. Nope, Fedoric. I'm sorry. You got it. I did. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a stickler for correctly pronouncing names. I am the only host you will ever be interviewed by who can say the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics in Russian. Soyuz Sovietskich Sasilitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitschitsch
they don't believe you can even express ideas. It's not a matter of bigotry against an individual. You can't be, even let's say you were bigoted. You, you're allowed to be bigoted in an idea. That is the way life works. But they want to control the way you think. Well, and that's what's so frightening about all of this. And it's, as you're, you're mentioning these other totalitarian regimes, if you give the, power, the government the power to censor your ideas or anyone's ideas, you give them the power to censor all of our ideas. So everyone's freedom, even those who completely disagree with Lori about marriage or any other topic, their freedom all hangs in the balance before the United States Supreme Court. What the Supreme Court says in Lori's case will determine the future of all of us as That's Americans. right. It, 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 so you uh, have argued this just this past week? In December. It was in, in December. December at, at the Supreme Court level. How many ADF lawyers were present in the Supreme Court? Well, there were there were quite a few of us there, both inside the courtroom and and outside the court. It was a it was a monumental monumental day for freedom of speech. What did, what, what, okay, so two questions. What did their the state of Colorado's lawyers argue, and what did you gather from questions from the justices? Well, the the core of Colorado's argument was that we, the government, have the power to control what people say and what people don't say. They've even admitted that they want to eliminate certain ideas that they don't like from the marketplace. And they tried to make those arguments to the U.S. Supreme Court. I don't think the court really appreciated those arguments. They seem to have a lot of questions for Colorado's attorney. And, and Justice Gorsuch in particular, at one point he said, it seems to me with Lori, what she's, what she's trying to do is all about the message. This is not about the person. And when he said that, when he asked that question, I knew that he understood the core of what's at stake in Lori's case. Because for her, there's just some messages that she can't create, no matter who asks her to create them. Did you pick up any sympathy for Colorado from any of the justices? There were some that that, that seemed to perhaps see some credence in, in their arguments. Um, but but I would say the majority of the justices definitely seemed you, you troubled. May, you may win this case. I think we will win. I think we will win. I think if you win, I am hereby announcing Lori Smith Day on the Dennis Prager show when that happens. You will be on my calendar, Lori. That's right. Uh, there will be Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, Veterans Day, and Lori Smith Day. Well, we can celebrate for all of us because a win for me truly protects. Oh, of course. Well, that's the reason. Uh, uh, of course, that is the reason. This, this is huge for the whole country if you can suppress speech it's over yes Uh, uh, because it's only about speech and and it's even not even speech it's omission of speech you're not allowed to not say something Right. Well, that's I, really remarkable. It is. And I think that's why people even on other sides of the aisle who disagree with Lori have come out in support of her. We have those who identify as LGBT and others. Really? Who have oh, yeah. Come well, no, I believe that. In support. Yeah. There, there, would, a, be, there would be individual uh, in, who, uh, of course, there are LGBT individuals who are mm-hmm. extraordinary. It's a, it's a given. So when when does the verdict come down? We can. Uh, you'll answer me in a moment. We're okay. going to come back. This is big, mm-hmm. folks. This is big. This is a remarkable case. I'm thrilled that the two of you have been on here. Colorado has a law passed by its its left-wing legislature that suppresses speech. I mean everybody acknowledges that. It does there's no issue 
of this woman, Lori Smith, denying, it's not even accommodation, uh, but de- denying service to people. It's denying service to an idea. This is new in America. You must, but it's totalitarian. So, Lori Smith, you're the, you're the one who's bringing the case, and ADF is uh, fighting on your behalf. Have you been harassed, Lori? Well, yes, I have. Uh, this journey is going on almost seven years now, and um, I've experienced just about every form of harassment, everything from death threats to uh, very graphic threats. My business has been impacted. I had a neighbor the first night I filed put my home address on social media. Um, I have experienced um, mail at my home. I've had to let my daughter's school know what's going on. My website has been constantly hacked or attempted to be hacked into. Uh, It certainly has come at a cost. And as we have uh, gotten closer uh, to a decision, the threats certainly have picked up momentum. I assume they're all anonymous. Uh, Not always, um, but a good number of them. Are the ones that are not pursued? I mean, it's... it's I'll just add, you know, we've actually had to file police reports multiple times over the course of the past seven years because the threats have been so significant uh, to Lori and to her safety. Even the day we had argument in the Supreme Court back Mm -hmm. in December, the threats were particularly severe, which is sad. It's sad so many people fail to see that this case is is about free speech, and it's about free speech for, for everybody, including including those who are, who are targeting her and who are harassing her. Well, one final thing. Did the Supreme Court rule on the Jax Phillip case? Well, the Supreme Court ruled back in 2018 on Masterpiece 1, his, yeah. his first case. There they ruled 7-2 to two that Colorado had acted with impermissible hostility toward Jack and his religious beliefs. Right, so why... why but so Colorado just keeps coming back? Well, they didn't reach the free speech question in that oh, I case, see. Okay, and, that's and the harassment the has, has continued. Well, listen, I'm going to monitor this closely. Uh, literally, freedom in America is, is dependent on the verdict in this case. That's how big it is. And those who do not understand that the left is the mortal threat that it is do not wish to understand it. I bless you both. I really do. America is in your debt. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ultimate Issues Hour on the Dennis Prager Show. The third hour every Tuesday is about some great issue of life. Because if you're not clear about the great issues, you're not going to be clear about the not great issues. That's the way life works. Since there is no teaching about great issues, because there is no wisdom teaching anymore in almost any school in America, from elementary school through Yale, it's a very serious problem. I'll say this, there's no doubt in my mind, if you've listened for years to the Ultimate Issues Hour, you learned more about life and about understanding life than you did at almost any college you went to, whether it was Ivy League or non-Ivy League. So, today's subject is the subject, Tuesdays by coincidence, are not only the Ultimate Issues Hour Day, they are the day of my column. My column comes out every Tuesday. I have 1,000 columns up on the internet. 
You are welcome to read any of them. It's free. Today it is about pride. I don't mean the sin of pride, being arrogant in some way. No, I'm talking about pride in one's movement, like Pride Night, Pride Day, Pride Week, Pride Month for the LGBTQ plus community. But I'm not only speaking about that. I'm speaking about pride in general for any group, whatever group you are a member of, whether it is female pride or it is Jewish pride or black pride. What does that mean? So I begin my column by telling a story with regard to Jewish pride. My, at my bar mitzvah, I was obviously given gifts. I was 13 years of age. One of the gifts I was given was a book, which I recall, but I can't verify, but I've always remembered it as titled, Great Jews in Sports. And a lot of people make jokes about that, totally understandably. It must have been a very thin book, or must have been big print, a lot of pictures, because Jews are not generally identified with great uh, athleticism. Rightly or wrongly, you, you don't think of Jews when you think of great athletes. There were, obviously. That's why there was such a book. But the point is not whether there were many great Jews in sports. That's irrelevant. The point is that I had a reaction at 13, which I, I didn't think about a lot, but I remembered having the reaction. And I remember thinking... Who cares? Or at least, I don't care. And I was was both a fan of sports and a committed Jew. So it, it was not like neither of those things meant anything to me. Sports meant a lot to me, and being Jewish meant a lot to me. But I didn't understand why great Jews in sports should mean a lot to me. We are today saturated with pride, right? The first woman lieutenant governor in, I don't know, name some state. The first black lesbian uh, secretary of state. I mean, it's just endless. And of course, the biggest, the whole pride thing about LGBTQ. I have a lot of problems with all these pride things, even when they're meant well and not just political. I mean, being a Jew who takes pride in Jews in sports should not seem to be problematic. I'll tell you why that's a little problematic later. But let's talk about the big pride one today, and that is LGBTQ. So I I don't, I literally, this is not a euphemism for I disagree. A lot of times you hear somebody say, I don't understand. Me, What they're really saying is, I don't agree. But I'm not. I'm saying I don't understand. What is the pride that one would take in being LGBT or Q? What, what pride, if you take pride in something, it's an accomplishment. You can only take pride in an accomplishment. It doesn't make any sense to take pride in a non-accomplishment. 
I'm tall. Do I take pride in being tall? The idea would be absurd because I did nothing to be tall. It's just a matter of genes. So there's no tall pride. And, and it would be absurd if there were. So what is it about being a lesbian or gay or bisexual, for example, that would be a source of pride? Isn't the entire argument of LGBTQ liberation, the whole movement, isn't it based on the fact that it's just the way you are? How can you take pride in just the way you are? Did anybody work to be a lesbian? Did anybody work to be a gay male? Did anybody work to be bisexual? Gee, I'm really only attracted to one sex, but I'm going to really work hard at being attracted to both sexes. If there's no accomplishment, how is there pride? I'm very interested to hear, especially if you are LGBTQ or I or A, I'd like to know what is the pride? Why is there any pride in something you didn't do? Uh, the the analogies abound. I mean, do you, do you take pride in having two eyes? You know, is there sighted pride? So, it must mean something else. The whole pride issue, especially in LGBTQ world, it must mean something other than taking pride in being lesbian, gay, etc. Because there's no accomplishment involved. Zero. Absolutely nothing. So it must mean something else. And I'll tell you what, it, what the something else is. The something else is society must announce that it celebrates LGBTQIA. Not tolerates. Not even treats every member of that group with, with dignity. No. Nope. It means I celebrate But that's totalitarian. Asking people to celebrate what you are when you didn't even accomplish it is a big leap from simply allowing it to have normal rights of anybody else. This is a a very dangerous uh, road to travel on where you are asking people to celebrate not merely tolerate we went from toleration to acceptance to celebration they're not the same thing tolerate is I do not interfere with your ability to do something or be something acceptance is Oh, I accept that fact. I don't merely tolerate it, but I accept it. And then there is celebration. I not only accept it, but I rejoice in it. 
remember that the left is totalitarian. There is no example of non-left-wing totalitarianism when it is allowed to be totalitarian. People try to stop it. Liberals are not totalitarian. Conservatives are not totalitarian. Leftists are. It is not enough that you behave decently toward lesbians, gays, bisexuals, etc. You are demanded by the left to celebrate lesbianism, gay homosexuality, bisexuality, transsexuals, or transgender, etc. That is a very, very big difference. 1-8 Prager 776. I'm going to talk about more benign aspects of pride and why I'm not even a big fan of that. And I'll tell you the one pride I would like people to have when we return. 1-8 Prager 776. All right, everybody, talking to you about group pride. It's all we hear about, gay pride, gay pride, and you have to participate in it. Los Angeles Dodgers, the latest ones to cave in, Anheuser-Busch did it before that. You must celebrate us, not merely tolerate, not merely even accept. You must celebrate. That's totalitarian. You will like it. That's the way people say it, right? That's what it is. You will like it. And if you don't like it, you are a hater. That's right. That's that's the way the left brain thinks because every left brain is a totalitarian brain. There has never been an exception. If you leave totalitarianism, you become a liberal or a conservative. So that's, uh, that's the LGBT. But the, in my article, which I urge you to read and subscribe to, it's free. Go to DennisPrager.com or TownHall.com. But at DennisPrager.com, you could have it emailed to you every, every week. I think I write important things. This is an example of it. This way, way, way half a century before LGBTQ... I had a problem, and I'm a committed Jew, with Jewish pride. I never understood it. What am I... So I'm proud... Well, there are things... Look, I'm proud of the fact that Moses and the Jews gave the world the Ten Commandments and the Hebrew Bible. That's true. On the other hand, I had nothing to do with it. So... And I I had nothing to do with the fact that I was born a Jew. So um, it, it's, a, it's problematic to me even in that sense where it's, it's all benign. It isn't a matter of I'm forcing you to celebrate my pride. It's just what does it mean? And uh, as I end my article, I say, you know, uh, there, there is a, a secondary issue here. Like a lot of Jews take pride not in the Ten Commandments or the Torah or the Bible, but rather in the no, no number of Nobel Prize winners who were Jews, which is true, wildly disproportionate. Jews should have maybe one Nobel Prize given their percentage, and they have dozens. On the other hand, 
Jews were disproportionately among those who gave Stalin secrets to the to the uh, atom bomb. So if you feel pride in Jewish Nobel Prize winners, do you feel shame over Jews who gave Stalin nuclear secrets? Maybe both are pointless. By the way, this is true for every group, and I end my column with every group this is true of. Right? I mean, Christians have a mixed bag. Catholics have a mixed bag. Blacks have a mixed bag. I mean, what, what does it mean? Black pride? I, okay, there's a disproportionate number of blacks who, who commit murder. So does that cause black shame? Well, if you, you can't have only pride and no shame. That's, that's, that's intellectually vapid. So, you know, you, you're, you're, you're proud of X, Y, or Z, but are you ashamed of A, B, and C? Maybe we should neither be ashamed nor, nor proud with regard to things we had no hand in. So that's, uh, those are some of my arguments. And as I said, it applies to every single group. Are you proud to be a woman? What does that mean? Seriously, what does that even mean? You're proud to be a man? What does that mean? By the way, it is an interesting thing. We have, we have trans pride. So if you change sex, you have pride. But if you stay the same sex, there's no pride. So the only women who have pride are trans women. I mean, you understand the absurdity of all of this? Only if you're a man who says he's a woman is there pride in being a woman. But if you're a woman who's born a woman and biologically a woman, then there's no such thing as woman pride. There is one form uh, that I can, I can live with, and I have a good challenge on that from Frank in Los Angeles. And I, Frank, uh, Sean, I need, uh, I got it. Okay. Hello, Frank. Good morning, Dennis. Hi. So, uh, you know, a couple of different sort of ways of looking at it. I mean, pride is, you know, it's a deep uh, or compassionate uh, feeling for achievement of yourself, you know, by yourself or from others you associate with. So I think, you know, the pride thing for the gay pride and whatever, I, I don't think they're celebrating the fact that they're gay, but they're celebrating the fact that they're being accepted more in society. And then my other point is, you know, you said about, so what does it mean just, you know, being proud you're a Jew or proud, you know, you're a woman or proud you're a trans? What about being proud you're an American? So that was the one, and I, I let you steal my thunder because I, I – I'm totally okay with callers doing that. That was the one exception I had in mind where I think that it might, there are healthy aspects to people being proud to be, and, and, and name the nation. I, I believe that national pride, but if to be consistent, if there's national pride, there has to be national shame. So that, if I'm going to apply my standards universally, it would apply to that. But I would like kids to grow up in America to be proud to be an American. I think that the, the, the net gain is good. What do you think? Uh, I, I, do, I do think that. Um, 
you know, and like you said, there is, you've got to look at the shame as well because, you know, the United States government has done a lot of bad things around that, the world. That's right. Yes, years. that's right. And, I, and, and I think that that has to be, yes, that has to be part of it. That's right. I mean, I have to be consistent. If I'm proud of the fact that America has been the freest country in human history, I also have to be embarrassed, at least, by, uh, by, the, uh, by slavery and by Jim Crow. However, I have an answer to that. What's our timing, Sean? All right, I'll give you the answer when we return. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Orlando, Florida. The National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And this is the Ultimate Issues Hour every Tuesday and every Tuesday is also the day that my column comes out, my weekly column. There are 50 years, excuse me, 20 years of columns, 50 years, about a thousand columns. Today's column is about the whole issue of group pride. It's a very complex question, and I tend to be skeptical of it. But the issue was raised on the one the one arena where I I have some degree of an exception to my rule, and that is pride to be an American. Now, the argument that I offered, but you didn't do anything to be an American, if you were born one, is absolutely accurate. And the things that America accomplished that you're proud of, you didn't do either. So I understand those are those are legitimate arguments because I gave them with regard to other things. But I I would like kids to grow up to be proud to be Americans. I th- I I think that there is a that is the one unifying thing that everyone growing up in America could have. See every other group pride is distinguishing yourself from all other groups. Whereas American pride incorporates all groups. So if you have pride in your Puerto Rican day, which is fine, I have no problem with those days, or or any of the other days, and I started with the issue of Jewish pride, so I, I include my own individual group as well but every group is in contradistinction to another group of americans but america america would would be inclusive of everybody since they're big fans of inclusivity nothing is more inclusive than america that's why e pluribus unum is one of the mottos of the united states from many one we have com- the left, not we. Amer- the left has destroyed e pluribus unum, it has destroyed liberty, and it has destroyed in God we trust. The three mottos of the United States. Well, that's a very important motto, that from many one. The only way this, this society will it, survive is if the different, the disparate elements that make up America will, in fact, identify as American. That's the way to do it. 
So that's the exception I would offer because there is no exception. Obviously, there's an exception. If I'm if I'm American, then I'm not Ecuadorian, right? I'm not Albanian. What, what, that's true. That's fine, though. And I want Albanians to feel good about being Albanian. Healthy nationalism, there is unhealthy nationalism. Just as there is healthy religion and unhealthy religion, there is healthy everything and unhealthy everything. everything. There's no thing that is intrinsically only good. You can, you can make anything bad. Anything. And humans do that well. So, I, I believe that the one exception that I would live with to my rule about group pride is America pride, just as I would like Canadian pride. That's fine. I, I want nations to have to feel it. Now, what does a German do? I mean, I've, I ask these questions because they're real questions. Is there German pride? Germany has caused far more evil than good in, in, in comparison to other countries. So what, what the German could do, I, I, I want Germans to feel good about being German without denying the horrors that their country has been uniquely involved in. As regards America, the, when you say, well, then if we are proud of being the freest country in human history then we have to be ashamed or embarrassed of having had slavery and Jim Crow. But there is a very big difference. We are the freest country, but we were not the only country to have slaves. Every country had slaves. So there's nothing uniquely bad about America about slavery, but there was something uniquely good about America about freedom. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.